welcome to talc teaching and learning consultation skills this is the talc talks podcast helping everyone who sees patients to improve their consultation skills to get better outcomes and this approach can even increase your job satisfaction This podcast is concerned with the TALC module called TALC, Skills for Beginning Consultations Effectively. And the chapter I'm going to talk about now is called Why is Rapport Like Money? Now, Ian Forster famously said, only connect. He thought everything in life followed from that. And a a writer called Laborde said, rapport is like money. It increases in importance when you do not have it. And when you do have it, a lot of opportunities appear. So let's have a think about how to develop rapport effectively in consultations. We often take a good rapport for granted. And yet when it's not there in the consultation, we'll soon find out how difficult it is to make any effective progress. Rapport has been defined as a close and harmonious relationship in which the people or groups concerned are in sync with each other understand each other's feelings or ideas and communicate smoothly. Communicating smoothly is the kind of thing we're all aiming for, isn't it? Other definitions emphasise something slightly more instrumental, considering that rapport means increasing your influence. So rapport is the ability to relate to others in a way that creates a level of trust and understanding. It's important to build rapport with your client or colleague as it gets their unconscious mind to accept and begin to process your suggestions. They are made to feel comfortable and relaxed, open to suggestions. Both of these elements can be important in consultations because we want to communicate smoothly, but we also want people to feel comfortable and relaxed. When we have a good rapport, we feel connected and the interaction is smoother and more satisfying. And this is just as true at the supermarket checkout as it is in the consultation. Rapport has two phases. First of all, initiating rapport, and then afterwards, maintaining and deepening rapport. In the TALC module, Skills for Building Effective Relationships, there's another chapter called, Can We All Get on the Same Page? How to Deepen Rapport. But today, I'm going to mainly talk about initiating rapport, which is a very easily learnable skill. If you do certain behaviours, rapport improves like magic. So we initiate rapport in consultations by these things. We make eye contact, we smile with a full face, including the eyes, and then we project a silent message message of warmth and goodwill to the other person. This is explained in full detail in a book from a North West England GP called David McConnell. This approach creates a very good start to the consultation and begins the process of beginning to build a clinician-patient relationship. And if you don't have that going, none of the other tasks of the consultation will be effectively completed. Gathering information, explaining and planning care, even finishing the consultation effectively and on time, all build very much on having a good rapport with the patient. Sometimes building rapport can be complicated. If the patient is already upset, for example, or if they've been kept waiting and they're cross about that. Clinicians might work through this by following up their initial rapport building, smiling, making eye contact, and sending a silent message of goodwill 
by saying afterwards, thank you for waiting. I apologise that I'm running late. Or maybe, thank you for waiting. I know it can be difficult. I'm sorry that my feverish patients run over time. Some clinicians would even go further and say, I'm sorry for keeping you waiting. We are here together now and you have my full attention. That's a good way to establish rapport and get the patient on your side. There are other skills which you might need to think about with the angry patient and there's chapters on this in the TALC Skills for Building Effective Relationships module. Thinking about how to learn this skill is straightforward in a way. Having described it, you might have a go, but just reading about something or hearing it described is not the same as actually practicing it. I sometimes suggest that educators, or maybe you could do this with a peer, practice different ways to approach a person entering the room. So send somebody outside and then sit down with your back to the door. When they knock and come in, try some different approaches to how you greet them. For example, you could start with your back to the door, looking at the television screen or the computer screen, wave vaguely at a chair and say, oh, do sit down. You could do something different. You could look up briefly and say, hello, I'm just finishing on the computer. You could next time look up briefly and say, oh, you're here for a chat, aren't you? And then go back to the screen. Then you could look up and make eye contact, keep a straight face and say, oh, it's you again. Finally, you could make eye contact, give a warm smile, project a silent message of warmth and goodwill and ask the patient to sit down. Ask your partner to tell you what all these different approaches feel like for them and then link that explicitly to how patients might feel on entering a room. You can change roles and, and try being the person coming in and receiving all those different approaches. You'll soon, soon learn what it's like to have a good rapport and to feel how nice it is if somebody looks at you, smiles and sends a silent message of goodwill. I suggest practicing this in as many situations as you can. It's quite quick to do and quite fun. Practice it with colleagues as well as patients or practice it at home. What's the effect of reading the name on a checkout person's badge in the supermarket, making eye contact, smiling, sending them a silent message of goodwill and saying, hello, Margaret, or whatever their name is. Just see how many times you can practice rapport building in this way and feel the effects that it has. It tends to make people respond very positively to you and it makes you feel better yourself when you send a message of goodwill to somebody, which is strange, but true. Doing this will make you feel better about yourself, make you feel better about the consultation and probably help you to conserve energy through the day. Look out for the next chapter in this series, which is going to be about what do you say after you say hello. This podcast was brought to you by NHS Professional Educators, making training available to all.